Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio, North America's only show dedicated to the equipment used to feed, clothe, and fuel the world. That's right. The farmers of North America are doing that. I am Ray Bohax, as if you did not know by now, but maybe you're new to the show, right? Maybe you just got Sirius XM and you're flipping the dial and you heard this guy's accents. That doesn't sound like it's somebody who should be on rural radio. But I am the Hot Rod Farmer, and I hail from Cat Swamp Road in Hackettstown, New Jersey. That's right, a New Jersey farmer. And we get together here every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with the re-air Sunday, normally at 6 p.m., but if you're listening to this Saturday, tomorrow I'm going to be on at 9 a.m. because of the rodeo. So only that week will be Sunday, 9 a.m. So if you wanted to listen again or tell someone else to listen to, and that is exclusively on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147. But if you miss an episode, it is always posted a week later on FarmMachineryDigest.com as a podcast or most major podcast hosting sites. And there seems to be more and more of those sites popping up all of the time. And for some reason, they pick up the show. I don't I don't really have anything to do with it, to be quite honest with you. They send me an email and they say, well, we have your show now on our site. So they don't charge you anything to put the show there. So I really don't know how that works, as, uh, maybe as, as naive as that sounds. But hopefully, God willing, everything is getting, everything is going along well for you, not getting, going along well for you, and you're getting the weather that you need. Uh, things turn completely here in New Jersey, or in Warren County, I should say, in Sussex County, around this neck of the woods, which is northwest New Jersey. We're only about two miles, where our farm is off of I-80, but uh, we went from so, so dry uh, back in may and through probably the early part of june or probably through most of june to i don't want to say too wet all right uh because it's too easy for some farmers oh it's too wet it's too wet it's too wet the water table is very low so the soil can definitely absorb it but we have been getting a substantial amount of rain and in some instances it's been coming down quite hard i have not seen anyone's crop damage from it yet i have seen some standing water in fields and our one field has no standing water and our the field i planned first has a little bit of standing water in the middle of it but it is not the field's fault that's the township of Alamucci's fault. That's where we, even though I say Hackettstown, but I pay taxes to Alamucci because in their infinite wisdom many years ago when they quote-unquote improved the road and in New Jersey vernacular, that means they paved it, right? I wish it was still a dirt road. They decided to put the water from the road onto our farm, which happens in a lot of areas. So when you get these heavy rains that come down, then it goes into this dry well, they call it a scour hole, and then they ship the water across my field. And um, that is not so good, right? That is not so good. And uh, so I always have issues there uh, because the water runs through the middle of the field. It ends up washing away my pre. It ends up sometimes washing away the corn if it hasn't been up yet. And uh, that is, uh, well, I guess it's time to fight City Hall. But you know how that goes. You can't fight City Hall. But what you can do is enjoy the rest of the summer 
right? Because we're not. People say, oh, the summer's almost over. Well, it's not almost over. It's not even a month into summer, right? Because uh, it, we're just about a month now. Excuse me. Uh, but that means that it is road trip season. And you're going to be going to farm shows, to field days. Uh, you're going to be going on vacation maybe later on another month or so taking your children or taking somebody back to school, to college, right? So that means you're going to be putting some pavement underneath those tires. So what we're going to be talking about today is some hot rod farmer tips for being on the road, right? And those, even though we're talking about them in the summer, these same tips are going to be applicable all year. But lots of people end up driving more than they normally do during the summer and i'm not going to talk about basic stuff i'm going to talk about things that a lot of people do not think about or consider but remember that this is the show where america's farmers go to learn about their equipment so sit pat during the short break and we will be back on the road about being an entrepreneur literally since I was 10. Sirius XM's Business Radio. Inspiration to help you achieve more in business. Be creative, be tenacious, be decisive. Just do it. From finding a work-life balance to motivational stories from entrepreneurs big and small. You learn something in the successes and a lot from the failures. It's always worth it. Business Radio. Powered by the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. Sirius XM 132. This Iowa Minute is brought to you by the Iowa Farm Bureau. National magazines say Des Moines is the best place to live and work. But those who live in Iowa know that small towns are fertile ground for nurturing those first seeds of entrepreneurial success. Iowa Farm Bureau's Renew Rural Iowa program encourages businesses. The Rural Vitality Fund helps them grow. Harris Vaccines of Ames became a global leader in livestock vaccines, including a new one to treat PED in swine. We developed a vaccine within just a few months, and that is really a a quite rapid response. For a startup, to be able to raise capital is quite important, especially in early days when you have very limited revenue and you have to spend a lot of money on research and development. For an Iowa company to have access to that kind of funds is... uh, absolutely essential. We wouldn't be in existence if it wasn't for the Iowa Farm Bureau. For more information on Renew Rural Iowa and advice to get your business started, check out RenewRuralIowa.com. With your Iowa Minute, I'm Lori Johns. Join us every Saturday on Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147 at 10 a.m. Eastern Time for Ag Talk, Your Story Matters. This is America's platform for women in agriculture to share their thoughts, ideas, and stories. We feature our Ag Women Connects members, guest speakers, and current topics across the nation that affect our agriculture industry. And we invite you to be a part of our conversation every week. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. And if you missed the opening segment, we're going to be on the road today, right? Not like Willie. I think Willie Nelson used to sing the right on the road again. Believe me, it's about as much as you want me to sing. All right, so I was not blessed with a singing voice, so I do my singing on the tractor, and sometimes my wife even hears it from the field over the drone of the diesel. That's pretty bad, all right, but uh, anyway, we're going to be talking about road tripping and what you need to think about or what you need to do when you're on the road. 
all right i'm not going to go over the basic things of checking the vehicle over and if you and if you're pulling a trailer you'll keep in mind the hitch the trailer lighting the trailer brakes the trailer tires everything has to be you know be looked over and be be in perfect working order no one wants to have a problem you're going to a livestock show you're hauling animals very very critical those animals are in your care you have a travel trailer, boat, you go into the lake with a boat. All right, people like to take care of the boat, but they don't want to take care of the trailer. But we're not going to discuss that here, all right? So what we're going to discuss is things to do while you're on the road. You say, on the road? We're going to, we're going to stop on the side of the road and start to work on the vehicle, right? No, 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 the, the different things that a lot of people will not consider. And these are just as applicable, as I said in the opening, all year round, and uh, they are just as applicable also to gasoline or diesel. So if you're running a pickup truck or you're running a car or an SUV, it makes little difference, little difference whatsoever. The dynamics of what is happening is the same. Okay, so I made myself a list here so I could be tight and concise and not go over my time limit for this show. Alrighty. So now a little bit of a... Uh, I don't want to say precursor, but let's just set some standards. And the standards, I'm saying you're going on a road trip of some consequence. You're not going 30 miles to see grandma, right? But you're going on a road trip of some length. If it's a couple of hundred miles, a couple of thousand miles. It's irrelevant. Excuse me. I don't know what's happening to me today. Excuse me. I got the hiccups. That's bad when you're on the radio and you get the hiccups, right? Especially when you're a one-man band like me. You can't have somebody edit that out. But anyway, so the first thing that I want to say to you, make a suggestion to you, and it's a little bit stronger than a suggestion because these are all, not because they're coming from me, but they're all very, very good protocols. All right. The first thing is you're running down the interstate, you're running for a long distance, you pull into a rest area, you pull off the road to go to whatever it may be. The first thing that you always need to do, regardless of the time of year, is to let the engine idle down for about a minute. I mean, if, it's, if you want to do two minutes, that's fine, but people get impatient. But if you could do a minute, 45 seconds to a minute, and the, and the reason why you should do that, even if you're coasting into a rest area, is that you want the engine, the cooling system to still function. Because you have to realize that when you shut off an engine, the cooling system stops functioning because there's no water, there's no coolant flow. We call it water, but it's not water. It's like a glycol mixed with water in most instances. And you want the engine, the cooling system to function and pull residual heat out of the cylinder head, out of the engine block, and put it through the radiator because the radiator is a heat exchanger. So the smartest thing to do with any engine when you're running it, you have a tractor in a field, you're not going on a road trip, a combine. You want to, you know, guys are pretty good with combines because they usually sit there and wait for the grain cart and let it idle. But um, you want to let the engine idle down. For about a minute you don't want to rev it up you want to just let the cooling system do its job and pull some of that what they call a thermal spike out of the cylinder head and out of the engine put it into the liquid coolant and let it the radiator uh disperse it into atmosphere because the radiator is a heat exchanger all right the next thing on the list so now you pulled into a rest area you pulled into stop you pulled it whatever it may be you got your location you let it idle and this is the obstacle where I get a lot of people, they roll their eyes, I tell them this, when you get out of the vehicle, all right, 
you shut it off. Now you get out of the vehicle, you stretch it. Oh, you stre- everybody stretches. Right? You ever look at the rest area? Everybody stretches when they get out of the vehicle. You're a truck driver, right? A professional truck driver gets out, he stretches, right? And I don't blame you. Probably, probably do the same thing. It's just nobody, I don't see myself doing it. Go over and open the hood and let the heat out. So it goes to that same theory of the engine getting hotter when it's shut off as that's why we're running the cooling system but what will happen is that those two are intrinsically linked that there will be what they call a thermal excursion so the cylinder head is hot the oil is hot the coolant is hot the cylinder head is the hottest part of the engine and modern engines have very little in engineering we call it real estate under the hood this is not a 68 ford where you could do a dance underneath the hood all right, and, and everything is packed, 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 packed under the hood of everything, even on, on farm tractors, right? Everything, all packed. There's no, there's not a, they, they use every square inch of space to stick something there. And you have to realize when they, when they stick something there and take up this real estate, which is what we call it in engineering under the hood, is that, that two things happen. Number one is that you, you limit the amount of airflow through that engine compartment, that engine bay, and you have more items there to absorb heat. So if there's a bunch if so if, if there's a bunch of electronics, there's a bunch of everything, I would say bunch of everything, it's not too technical, under the hood, those become sponges for heat. Now when you shut the engine off, heat rises, correct? So the heat is coming out of the cylinder heads, out of the exhaust manifold. If it's turbocharged, turbo diesel, turbo gas, right? Ford EcoBoost, all that heat is coming out and everything is absorbing it. And that's what they call thermal inertia. When something becomes superheated, it starts it's, it's I shouldn't say superheated, it it sends the heat from one region to another that's not the true definition of thermal inertia but it will be good enough for what we are talking about now so if you open the hood and let the heat out all right what will happen is that all of those components will give up their heat at a much greater rate to the atmosphere because no matter even if you're running in arizona it's like this this past week it's been a hundred something degrees down in texas right down in the southwest there those poor people they've had drought and they did get some rain though in a lot of areas i heard on rural radio so that's good thank god and uh but you have this high heat and no matter how hot it is it's still probably two to three times hotter underneath the hood and when you open that hood you're running hard right you got the air conditioner on which makes heat you're running hard you 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 stop and you you do what the hot rod farmer says you're gonna get hit in the face with a blast of hot air Ooh, boy it's hot right you can open that hood and you're gonna jump away because you can get that blast of hot air now remember that blast of hot air is what is good why i say it's good because that hot air is escaping from underneath the hood so yeah maybe it's not comfortable you open the hood and you're not going to stand there but you have to realize that if you did not let that blast of hot air out right then that hot that heat would be absorbed into all of the components and i've said this many times in this show heat is a deteriorating factor for everything all the electronics the rubber hoses the gaskets uh um the wires the vacuum hoses everything it's just a lot of plastic most man most engines they have plastic manifold not exhaust manifolds plastic intake manifolds then they're actually friction welded together 
I should do a show on that sometime. But anyway, and so you want to let that thermal excursion, you want to limit the thermal excursion. And the proof of the pudding, as I said, is that heat blast. So you let that, so you, you're stopping, you're going to a rest area, whatever. And trust me, I mean, unless you're in a bad neighborhood and in in a, in, in a city, you're in a rest area, <clears throat> no one is going to bother your engine. No one. All right, first of all, it's so hot there, they can't even touch it. And no one is going to bother it. And if you, uh, let's say you're going into a restaurant, so what you may do is wait a minute to let that heat blast out, then don't close the hood all the way, just put it like on a latch. But I've left the hood open and never, for many, many, many years, and never, ever had an issue. Like I said, if you're going into an inner city, you're going into downtown Gary, Indiana, I don't think I would do that, but I probably wouldn't go there either and stop, sadly. That used to be a wonderful steel mill town, and now it is one of the most dangerous places in the United States. But you want to let that heat out because you don't want that heat to absorb into everything. Okay, so that is that. The next thing is, and this is something that I, many, many years ago, I used to see truck drivers do this, and, and road warriors, four-wheelers, people who knew knew the roads and knew, knew vehicles and equipment, and uh, then and you know like for pickup truck car people whatever right go around so you let you open you idled your engine down for a minute you open your hood right you did your stretch right unless you really have to run to the restroom all right walk around and the vehicle and if you have a trailer do the same thing and put your hand and feel the rims all right, years ago, you used to see truckers do it. Like I said, you see people who knew how to travel down the road do that. All right, because you want to see if one of the brakes are dragging or there's a potential problem. So you want to feel all your rims. Now, keep in mind that if one side of the vehicle is in the sun, it's going to be a little bit hotter. But if you have a brake issue, if you have a wheel bearing going bad or something, it's going to be a lot more, it's a lot more, a lot hotter than what the sun thermal load on would be from the sun. So go around and, and just feel the rim. Boom, walk around, feel the rim. Do it on your trailer because I'll, <clears throat> and I wish more truck drivers would do that. How many times I'm, I'm traveling on the road and uh, I stop in a rest area and I smell brakes burning. The guy gets out of the truck. He's walking right into the rest area. He doesn't even look at it. The truck drivers are not like they used to be, all right? But the same thing with the, with the car people. They're not like they used to be either. But put your hand on it. And then if there is a potential problem, let's say you feel, Jesus, wheel on the trailer is getting hotter than the others. All right, or this wheel on the truck or the car is getting hotter than the others, then and you use your common sense if it's a little bit hotter they say okay there's a problem possibly brewing a break a break is dragging i'm not usually what it is but if they're more or less the same you're golden takes i don't even takes it takes a minute and you want to stretch your legs anyway right so you walk around so you know that that's all very very as we say in new jersey copacetic right that's that's all good right and you know you feel that feel you could feel your tires also but more importantly the heat source is going to come through the rim from the brakes or from a wheel bearing all right so that oh the other thing i want to just revisit be prepared depending <coughs> excuse me depending upon where you are when you open your hood that you will have a good samaritan come to you and uh ask you if you need help because no one opens their hood to let the heat out no one all right 
So, uh, so I know I usually have that happen, and I'm and I thank the person very sincerely. And I say to him, "No, I'm just I, I basically what I tell him. Oh, I'm going to check the oil after it cools down a little bit because if you tell people you're letting the heat out, you're doing this, they roll their eyes up in the sky. They think you're a wacko, all right? Because they have no idea what you're talking about. But if the person, I've had instances where the person, I said, I'm, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just letting it, let the engine cool off, let it heat, you let, let the heat out. So, oh, you have a problem? So, no, I don't have a problem. And, and, and sincerely, I mean, that is so nice of people to ask. But uh, so handle that the way you want, but please don't be nasty. Eh, no problem. I'm letting it out. No, I mean, so, uh, and I use it as an opportunity to explain to people what I'm doing if the person seems to be interested, interested, and uh, and then move on. But be uh, do not be surprised if every once in a while you do get a good Samaritan ask you that. All right. Now, you got back in the vehicle, right? You went to the restroom, you went to the restaurant, you did whatever, took a break, had lunch, had a roadside picnic. You get back into the vehicle. The windows were closed or almost closed, right? Then it's summertime, it's hot, right? You get back in the vehicle, you start the engine back up, you put the AC on. What so many people do is they make a mistake, right? And they put it on maximum AC, Hey, common sense would say your maximum. Why would I want to cool this thing down? It's hot in here, right? Because it's substantially much, much hotter in the vehicle with the windows closed than it is with outside. But what you have to understand on every air conditioner system, whether you take some years ago used to say recircle, recircle, recirculate, and some said max, but I think the majority of them say max AC and then AC. And so it is not conventional wisdom. What maximum AC does, whether it's a tractor, whether it's a truck, whether it's a semi, whether it's a car, what have you, is that it takes the inside air from the vehicle and it tries to cool that. So which that's what I used to call lots of times recirculation. Now, keep in mind, let's say we're getting back to Texas. It's 110 degrees outside. Well, if you left the car with the windows closed and friendly any length of time it's probably 150 160 degrees in there so the ambient air even at 110 degrees is a lot cooler than the inside air so what happens is that the air conditioner system is now trying to drop the temperature on let's say 160 degree air or 200 degree air versus 100 degree air so it does not work well. So what you want, it, it's very ineffective. You're not going to hurt anything, but you're not going to get the duct temperature drop, the differential in duct temperature for a long period of time. So what you basically do is you put the windows down to the level you feel comfortable with. You start to pull out of the rest area, the gas station, the restaurant, get some air. with the air conditioner on, but on normal, you could put whatever fan setting, usually two or three is good. And then you want and let the ducts cool off, let the, let the air, inside the vehicle exchange to the ambient air then put the windows up and leave it on normal the only time you want to run max ac is if the air inside the ambient temperature inside the vehicle whatever that vehicle may be is is lower than the outside air so the the air inside the ambient inside the vehicle is lower temperature than the ambient air outside and i'm using the word ambient in two places and that may not be physically correct 
but you don't want to go max AC. So many people go back, oh, I bought this new truck and the air conditioner stinks. They put it at max AC. It takes an hour for it to cool down. That's because they're trying to cool down 200 degree air instead of 100 degree air. So sit pat during this short, short break, and then we will finish up as soon as we come back. The necessities of life, food, water, shelter. And your favorite radio hosts, this is Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. And Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Beck. Join us every week right here for the Ranch It Up radio show. And the Bend radio show. We talk cattle, market, sale barn reports, news. Cooking, lifestyle, outdoors, recreation. And everything in between. And there's a lot in between. Ranch It Up. And the Bend. In the field, on the farm, or in the saddle. We're right there with you in your pocket, on your phone, and everywhere you go. RFD TV Now. Current ag reports, geo targeted weather, live streaming 24 7, and our full collection of shows you love at the tip of your finger. At less than $10 a month, it's the cheapest tool on the farm. Download the app today and start watching RFD TV Now. Hey folks, join us for the Better Horses Radio Show on Wednesday and Thursday evenings at 11 p.m. Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147 with hosts Don Dawson, Ernie Rodina, and me, Ron McDaniel, along with our KSU vet tip. We'll get some hot weather tips from veterinarian Dr. Carl Fries, followed by a PRCA rodeo announcer, Scott Grover, and special guest, Captain Mark Nooch. So tune in to the Better Horses Radio Show on Wednesday or Thursday evenings right here on Rural Radio Channel 147. Relag Radio is Canada's only daily radio show focused on agriculture. Get expert advice on Agronomic Monday. Tuesdays and Wednesdays will cover a broad range of issues. Thursday, we'll hear from farmers across the country on the Farmer Rabbit Fire. And we'll wrap things up Fridays with the Relag Issues panel with Kelvin Hepner and Lindsay Smith. Join us Monday through Friday at 4.30 Eastern. And don't forget about the replay at 7 in the morning on Rural Radio 147, Sirius XM. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. Running short on time again is my life story. All right, a couple of quick things. Number one is that always keep a good level of fuel in your in your tank, gasoline or diesel. And it's it's not because there may you may not see a gas station for a hundred miles. That's a different component of it. All right, even if there's a gas station every tenth of a mile, right? To be ridiculous, a fuel stop is that. Every new vehicle, there's not one that I am aware of that does not use an in-tank electric fuel pump, whether it's gasoline or diesel. And the fuel is a coolant. The fuel around surrounding the fuel pump is, is meant to act as a coolant. So if you're running a long distance and you're the type of person that is running, that always runs with, with minimal fuel in the tank, usually somebody who's going long distance doesn't do that, but there's all kinds of people that make the world go round, right, is that the fuel pump will overheat and potentially either fail or go into thermal overload and shut down. And once you lose that electric fuel pump, 
that is it, buddy. You are dead in the water. So uh, very, very important. And that's something that you should do all the time. Fill up the tank once, and then when it gets to a half a tank or three quarters of a tank, you could fill it back up again. Even when you're just running around at home, you always want that fuel pump to be covered in liquid in its fuel, gasoline or diesel, because it acts as a coolant and you will drop the temperature of that pump substantially and you will definitely lengthen, lengthen the life of that fuel pump. So it's something that's very, very simple for you to do so i want to thank you all so much for tuning in and i wish you safe travels and i want you to know that the hot rod farmer is pulling for you the american farmer and rancher and my beloved beloved america you have a blessed day and i'll catch you next week take care drive safely out there bye bye hi i'm time morgan host of u.s farm report Join me each weekend as we explore the news and issues that matter the most to agriculture. From taking a deep dive into the volatile markets to sharing compelling stories that capture the heart of rural America, as well as custom commentary from John Phipps. We cover it all every weekend right here on Channel 147 on Sirius XM. U.S. Farm Report, a timely, trusted tradition. Stay informed with the latest news of agriculture with American Ag Today every weekday morning on Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, and I want to invite you to join the conversation as we talk the latest news, market information, ag technology, innovation, weather, and more on American Ag Today. That's every weekday at 6.52 Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Wednesday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, we bring you California Rodeo Salinas. On Saturday and Sunday, we bring you what they call the daddy of them all. It's Cheyenne Frontier Days from Cheyenne, Wyoming. 3.30 p.m. Eastern, 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time. 100 rodeos in 100 days exclusively on the Cowboy Channel and Rule Radio. Tune in this week to Rule Radio Channel 147 and listen anytime on the SXM app. Hey, this is Jimmy Stir. Let's get together every Saturday night. It's for the Saturday Night Polka Party right here on Rural Radio. Saturdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. They repeat that same show every Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern. So join me and all of your friends for the Saturday Night Polka Party on Rural Radio Channel 147. This is Bradley Harder, professional saddle bronc rider. Thanks for listening to Rural Radio Sirius XM Channel 147.